0: hey friends it's your pal mike Shay from sly Flers. here with another episode of sly lazy gm prep in this weekly show i go through steps from return of the lazy dungeon master while preparing for my sunday role-playing game in this case i am running a shadow dark campaign called the gloaming based on cursed scroll number one both the shadow dark role-playing game and Cursed Scroll can be picked up from Arcane Library. Fantastic lightweight, old school style role playing game and a really cool lightweight campaign setting to run some adventures in. I'm having a lot of fun with it. This show, like all of the work of Sly Flourish is brought to you by the patrons of Sly Flourish. Patrons get access to a ton of awesome features to help you run your games. A dedicated Discord server, a monthly Q&A, the City of Arches sourcebook, Uncovered Secrets Volume 1 and 2, a bunch of exclusive adventures, a whole bunch of tools to help you run your games, tons of stuff i'm always adding new things i was working on a bunch of stuff yesterday yesterday was my day off but i'm like nah. i want to keep working on my forge of character builder let me let me give you an example of something that you get as a uh, member of the sly flourish patreon an example is the Forge of Foes monster stat builder. This is for fifth edition, not for Dark, But it is a tool based off the work that Scott Gray and Teos Abadia and myself did for the book Forge of Foes. You could also pick up Forge of Foes at the Flourish Bookstore. And you want to be able to pick a monster of any particular challenge rating, CR fifteen. I added a bunch of stuff. First of all, some of my numbers were wrong. Now they work. But we added a one line stat block so you can copy this right into your notes wherever you want to do it. So if you need a quick, like, oh, I need a CR eight, you go to CR eight. It's got all the stats so you can read it right off of here and use it if you want, or you can grab like the one. Online, or you can paste the whole thing you can choose whatever you want i added back in the example monsters so you know exactly what monster is right for CR. The reason I did this is because there is no other definition of what a CR is other than comparing it to other monsters. So when you say like, well, what's a CR-8? Well, a CR-8 is roughly equivalent to a Frost Giant or an Assassin. A CR-4 is roughly equivalent to an Etten or a Ghost. That way you have an idea of what does a CR-4 mean? Because it doesn't mean anything other than that. It's CR really only compares one monster to another. It really doesn't tell you anything else about what a monster is. I also added in Monster Features. This comes from, uh, this is was some of the material that released under the creative commons license for Forge of Foes. So that's right here on the page. It gives you an idea of like, what are some features you want to add? And I grabbed conditions from Level Up Advanced 5e. So that's now all on this one page, this Forge of Foes Monster Stat Builder. This is just one tool. I've got the Dyson Map uh, Selector to help you find maps for your games with a little slider so you can decide how many maps you want to see. Lazy GMs Generator, which has tons of stuff. So tools like that. You get all this kind of stuff for being a patron of Sly It's totally worth doing. Uh, I would definitely recommend signing up. And to the patrons of Sly Thank you so much for your outstanding support. So, we didn't have a game last week. We are having one today, and I'm pretty, I'm looking forward to it, because it's a nice, focused game. I know, one of these things where, like, when the characters are about to head into a dungeon is a really awesome time to... Be in between games because you know where they're going and you know You just really have to prep that dungeon the dungeon is probably going to take at least a session So you don't really have to like oh, I don't know what path they are gonna head down And then if they head down one path or the other how are we gonna know and yet? There's still lots of options for them to do. There's still lots of things you can drop in there I don't know why I mean yeah, they probably dissect this further, but Dungeons are fun to prep. I really love prepping dungeons. It's there is a boundary to them It's easy to grab a map to kind of support it, but they also, you can still do good situational-based role-playing game scenarios where the players can choose what they want to do and choose their actions and choose how they want to explore the dungeon and choose how to interact with the different inhabitants and all that kind of stuff. There's lots of options for it, but there's lots of, but, but it's still focused enough that prep is not too hard and and that's what i find so we are going to generate a new session planning template we click generate session planning template by the way i am using notion to do my campaign planning you can learn more about using notion for your role-playing game campaigns and how to use it with the lazy the tips from the return of the lazy dungeon master in the show notes today is 10 december the gloaming and we have characters. Sirwin is one of only two characters who has survived thus far across all of the adventures that we've been having in Shadow Dark. Sirwin is an elf priest seeker, an outcast who came to the gloaming looking for a new community. Priest of Getty, the elf god relatively average a little rough been, been, needs to take a bath between sources. Morrigan is the other character who has survived this long. Morgan Nightweaver, zealot elf warlock follower of Shun the Vile whose mother was a witch and branded the mother was burned at the stake in Marrow's Hold. They, marrow, they branded Morrigan herself. She's tall and thin and looks like a lich. She found out that her mother ripped open the rift that drew Mugdlblub into the world which has caused the great catastrophe that is resulting in other gods trying to destroy the world. So a lot of stuff going on there. And we have Lickmac, a goblin wizard who seeks to cure the Mugdoblub's curse. Yaxbik, a greenish goblin fighter wandering around the yard who likes to eat chewy things. We have Dazder, a human witch shaman, carries the remnant of Memnon. This is Jay's third character. And Vom, a halfling in black leather armor who runs up with a heroic spark. The characters are dying frequently. I think the characters are about third to fourth level now, which means they might start surviving a little bit more. They have like eight to 10 hit points now. It's crazy. So one of the, I had brought up in a previous show that you run into this situation that I've run into this situation when I'm running shadow dark, where the very plots and storylines that drive characters to conduct their adventures fall away because The characters die and the plot dies with them that if there is this intention of like let's save the people of Wardenwood by getting some of Mugdoblob's curse Mugdoblob's essence and using it to come up with a cure for the curse which they did and it turned out to be a sort of positively charged sentient ooze that when they all went to go get that cure And then they all came back out again three of the four characters had died so the people who were like oh yeah we need to bring it back to our group they kind of they kind of disappeared and so i've been thinking about this like what how do you how do you run a campaign where the motivation for the characters to go dies with the character and then they have a different motivation what's that issue and i think the way to solve this problem is with factions that instead of having the characters have an individual motivation to do the things that they do that instead you the the players have ties to factions that there are essentially a handful of factions this is sort of like a 13th age idea 13th age had the idea of the 13 the 13 icons and you would be tied to particular icons in particular ways so we can think about our factions and i think it's pretty straightforward like who the factions are wardenwood the village of wardenwood for example would be a faction that you could be tied to wardenwood and your goal is to cure the curse of of the of Mugnablob's curse at wardenwood regardless of the character you have so if your character dies and you bring, yeah this one seems like they would be connected to Wardenwood. you could have an anti-faction so you could have the i want to stop the knights of saint Idris from their terrible stuff you could come from anywhere but your goal is i want to stop the knights of saint Idris from doing their terrible stuff so sort of an anti-faction there is a faction you have a negative relationship with a faction and that could be a driver for a character we came up with a new goblin town and that's what we've been operating in the last one. That new Goblin Town can be a faction. Now, the interesting thing is I can drop these in right now. So I don't need to say like, oh, what was me? I didn't do this at the beginning of my campaign. I can just stop and say, hey, one of the issues of having motivation to do things in this campaigns is that when your character dies, you might not have the same motivation. So now we're going to say that when you create a new character, you are tied to one of these factions and the goals of that faction, whether it's a you know a faction that you're supportive of or one that you're against. And that way... There isn't this like, oh, I don't know why I showed up. I don't know why I'm here. You could say, no, I've got this motivation. And the player can choose it. Oh, it's Titania and the recovery of the artifacts is like another faction. So I think we're going to spend some time on that today. Then we have the Glorious Dead. Look at all the people that died. Killed by Gelatinus Cube. Killed by Varro Varoslayer, the Forest Dragon, after talking smack. When he says, quote, unquote, I was just singing. Gim was petrified and turned into a gray loose. So we haven't lose, lost anybody since Gim. But of course, we missed a session. So that put us back on the number of deaths. So the characters, let's see. So this is this was this is our current session. So coming back to our game on the 26th. Oh, so we also came to an agreement about when what what you do with regarding level when you come back. And everybody did agree that you should come back with whatever the highest level was of the character who died. And that way, if you're behind a little bit, you might be behind, but you lose any experience points that you would have gained during that level. So you don't start with the same amount of experience points. You start with that at that level and have lost your experience points. So there's an incentive to not die, which is you you don't want to lose the experience points you've gained to try to get to the next level, which can be significant. And, but you but you don't have to start at one every time, because I I feel, I feel like that would have been a drag for this game. That feels like it would have been a drag. So everybody did agree with that. They met the Kobolds, the Iron Miscreants. They traveled to Aklakalik. So I came up with some name for this village and, and the players rebelled immediately against the name of the village. I gave it kind of a normal name and they're like, no, it needs a goblin name. And the goblin name they came up with, they said it needs a lot of Ks. For some reason, goblins in the gloaming have lots of Ks in their names. So Aklakalik Ak, Akalaklik, Akalaklik was the name of the goblin village that they attended. And they're in Akalaklik right now. M- you know, Blackalaklik. I've got a lot of weird names that I have to say for this one. So they went there, they found out that they have a faction there who is a goblin wizard named Gorkreeb the Emerald Moon. And then they also found out that a Barbarog, who is a troll, has gone missing and went down, got sort of possessed and went down into a cavern beneath so Gelvincarn was what the old goblin name and now it's called Aklak. So now they went to Aklakalik. And and below Aklakalik is a place that the goblins refer to as the Dread Wastes, which is like a dungeon that lies beneath. And I had started working on this the last prep session, but they hadn't gone down there yet. So now, now we have we can expand upon what they can learn here, and that's what we're gonna do in today's game. So we have our session notes. We have reviewed our characters. We need a strong start. So the characters start in Eclaclic with the intention of saving Barbarog. I don't think Barbarog has a subpage, so we're going to create a new page for, for Barbarog because he, I think, could become an important NPC. A gloaming database. Bouncer of Eclaclic, And is an NPC. So we have a, we have a new NPC card for Barbarog. So the first thing I want to do is a talk about factions. And we're going to make a page for this. So I, I, I can't... We're going to make a new page here called Factions, Character Factions. And we're going to have several factions. So we know we want to have the any of the Fae Queen who wants to recover artifacts from the land. This doesn't really need to be a big text like that, that heading seems very big. We'll do a heading two. We have Wardenwood who wants to be saved from Mugdal Blub's curse. Who else did we say? Hunters of the Knights. I don't think I have a thing for the Knights of St. Idris. I don't have a page for them. Who wants to end the scourge of the corrupted Knights of St. Idris. I don't think we want to have too many of these, but another one could be an apprentice to, and that's, let's see, whoops, the sorcerer dude, who apparently I don't have in here. I think it's probably my secrets. I think it's certainly in the secrets. Haldren, who wants to save the gloaming from the destruction of the gods. Hey, my mom is here. Hi, mom yeah Scipio brings up that I had an article about p c motivations for adventure, and each of the factions could be tied to those. So we could have like treasure, guardian, revenge, savior. so then we have so another one that we know we want is aclaclic, right? And this could be a savior. so those those kind of work, and I think I think what I'll do is describe these do you know do we have any more? So we know that there's other factions. But like, what would... So we can look at the current characters and ask if they're connected to these. So like, what's her name? Morrigan. Like, Morgan is a follower of Shun the Vile. There's Morgans So Searwing could be connected to any of these. Lickmack and Yaxpick could, could definitely be connected to Aklaklik. Dazder could be connected to any of these. And Vom. Now, I don't know that I necessarily need current characters to support this. But new characters would it would probably be beneficial. Also, I can open it up to the characters, and I can say I can open it to the players, and we can talk about it as players. Like, what are there other factions that the players are excited about that we want to create and solidify into a clear faction that when they generate a new character could be one of the options they could pick? Seems seems reasonable. Then what else is happening beneath the? I think we can always start, you know, start with a bang and have some. Um, not, not Almazats and not Kytheros, uh, Undeluk, Wolves of Undeluk because there's no bouncer. And I think that this kind of shows, this is an important Wolves of Undeluk attacking. And we probably won't go too crazy with this because I don't want to, you know, I'm making stuff up. I don't want to build like hard fights for them. So I think we'll just go with good old straight. I mean, they have maybe one dire wolf. Let's see. Let's take a look at the dire wolf. Direwolf is level four, but they are all level four. Wolves are level two. So maybe like, so let's see if, and, yeah, and, and oh man, I'll tell you, encounter building, for, encounter building is much easier in Shadow Dark than it is in, in 5e because you just add the levels together and compare to the added levels of the characters because they have levels. Isn't that nice? So if we have five characters today or six and they're roughly third to fourth level, let's say they're three, or let's say they're half. So So third and fourth level. So 5 times 3.5. Oh, that's not right. Man, so you know 17 or so. So I could throw a bunch, but I think I'm just going to have like two regular wolves and one dire wolf. I think that seems reasonable. We could do 1d4 wolves. Well, that'll make it a little bit more stochastic, right? A little bit more random. I lost my notes. There we go. And I think the direwolf can do a ranged attack and it can do its attack near and sort of draw people in. It's got like, what's the, the cat in Marvel that can send out tentacles? It's got that going on. The world, so what do we learn from this, right? The reason why this is going, to goose, yeah, goose. So what we learn from this, this is a secret, is that the reach of Underlook is growing, threatening, threatening the village of Aklaklik. Their immediate concern is getting their bouncer back, who is Barbarog, to protect the front door. Longer term, though, is ending undelux Alx, connection, convincing Kytheros to leave. Eh, we're not going to like spell out the whole thing, but basically like, that's only a short-term problem, short-term solution. So they face some wolves and the other thing we can do with the wolves is, is roll the distance So instead of just like the wolves are right on top of them I can roll that they're further away or they're closer by and that way. There's some another another bit of randomness to der- Determine how easy the encounter will be with the characters like we'll roll 1d4 for the wolves. I like 1 plus 1d3 that way it's between 2 and 4 Right yeah wolves then they travel down into the dread wastes and the dread Wastes is actually temple old ancient temple of shun the vile forgotten temple of shun the vile let's see and and their goal is save barbarog then next to steps where will they go to when they're done with saving barbarog and getting out of the dread wastes where are the characters going to head where what options do they have next and one of them is face Greaves and where is Greaves Red Thorn? Thorn has we have a location for Greaves Red Thorn, I think. The red the, the, the Red Thorn camp. Travel to the Tower. What's his name? It starts with an H. I wrote it somewhere else up here. I wrote it in my factions. Haldren. Travel to Haldren's Tower seeking Haldren. That's kind of a big one. What other... So we can look at what I had offered previously and see if those quests are still are still active. So let's go to the 26. Delve in the Dreadway Sea Cauldron. Those are the two that I had before. That's real okay. So I know about those. But I probably had some other ones before then too. So let's look at the previous session notes. So I guess we kept together factions and quests. The Green Knights would be a fun faction. To create for characters because they they can they can the green knights are against the knights of saint yedrith so that could work yeah because these are all ones that i dropped i dropped on them i could have defeat the knights so those are all quests that that the characters can kind of go on if they if they so choose so what else do we need so let's go through some secrets and clues now they're going to be spending their time down in uh the dread waste the forgotten temple of shun the vile I wrote some general stuff down here to kind of say, "Hey, what's in, these, what's in these chambers?" So we're going to review that. I guess let's let's do that first. So starting at one o'clock and going counterclockwise. So th- th- this this upper right area here, we have stairs coming down, we have some ruined, ruined pillars and a sealed tomb. I presume they have mummies who wouldn't, who wouldn't have a mummy in our shadow dark. So let's look for mummies. Maybe they wake up a mummy. Mummies are level 10! Whoa! Three rot touches. But a mummy makes sense. DC 15 con are dropped to zero. Healing spells are DC 15 to cast on the target while at zero due to this effect. Wow! Do we really want to have a mummy in that first chamber, though? Or would a mummy... I think we might stick, like, a mummy in the other one. So maybe this one would have some skeletal guardians. Can't go wrong with skeletons. So we will have... Whoops. Sealed Tomb. 2d3. So the maximum of that is six. We'll do 1d4 plus one. 2d4 plus one skeletons clawing at the inside of the door. They're trying to break out. We have a rickety walkway and overhangs. Is there any creatures down there? Are there magmen folk? So, So what's... There's this big pool. Is that lava down there? Would that be fire? Would that be like necrotic fluid? Oh, I like that. Chicory Coffee says, don't dead, open inside. I'm going to steal that. Thank you for that. That's cool. I like it. I kind of want something that drops stuff down on people. I kind of want a critter. Let's let's roll randomly and see. But I kind of like the idea that there's a critter up there who is dropping stuff down on people. That sounds like a fun challenge. And I got a game play, game master and random encounter tables, and I think they have like a ruin. Ruins. We we'll Go to ruins here, and we will roll. 35 is 2d6 beastmen pummeling a giant centipede with rocks. That's not bad. These will be like primeval followers of... I like that. So yeah i think there could be where would the beast men be from like what are they doing down here and how did they get here maybe they have some eh, they could just be fellow explorers but then how did they get here right how'd they get here past how do they get here past the goblins are there other caves that lead here i mean sure i guess there's other caves you know nearby that they followed that kind of led them out here. And they were hoping to find some treasure themselves. Temple doors and these show. So one of the secrets that I want to drop in here, beastmen from the village of Garbrook seek artifacts to gain passage from Titania out of the world. They think the world is doomed. Kytheros, not Kytheros, who's the time dude. Yeah, Kytheros, I guess I had it right. I get them confused. Kytheros, Almazats, and Underlook all get very confusing to me. I can't imagine what's doing to my players. Kytheros was the one-time spouse of Shun the Vile. We're gonna create a new Shun the Vile card in the Gloaming database. And Shun the Vile, I think is from the Gloaming? So I like that. Together, they hoped to discover the secrets of the universe. Kytheros gifted a knife forged from star stuff to slice through the boundaries of worlds. This is the very dagger now held by Morgan and Morgan's mother. So Kytheros, and Shun broke up when Shun realized that Kytheros was willing, was going too far, entering worlds best left alone. Worlds beyond gods and mortality. Worlds beyond gods and mortals. I have this idea. So, so one of the, the things that we did in previous sessions was that when they found the Elder Ooze mugnoblub Here's a secret, Kytheros hoped to channel the energy of Mugdlblub to make his own worlds, but Mugdalblub could not be controlled. So one of the ideas I have is that like Kytheros is responsible for Mugdlblub, and then just considers like, oh, I screwed up, and then is willing to let worlds be, fall because he, the, because Mugdlblub is growing from one world to another. And originally, they found the dagger, you know, that that Morrigan found her mother's dagger near Mugnoblob and saw that she had carved a triangular-shaped hole in between worlds, and it was through that hole that Mugnoblob came into this world, thus corrupting this world and starting the whole sequence of events that result in Kytheros sending Almazats and Undeluk to come and devour the world and get rid of the whole thing. But I kind of like the idea that Shun wasn't wrong like i I you know my my the the player who is playing Morgan, I don't think would mind me dancing between was was Morgan's mother, who I don't think has a name, I'll have to talk to her about a name. did she have a good reason to do what she did, so we've already established that she in fact did cut open a hole in the world and bring Mugdalubb here, but maybe she did it for a good reason, oh, maybe Morgan's mother knew. I don't know that this would come up th- at this point. I don't know where. Haldron and thought they could save countless worlds by using their artifacts together. This required, however, Morrigan's mother. I think we're going to create a card for her, but I'll, I'll get names and details from the, the player of Morrigan. Opening the, a hole between worlds. Between the gloaming and the realm of, of Mugglebub, That's probably a secret that is not going to be learned n- now. So more things that they would learn from exploring the temple of Shun the Vile. What other kinds of things might they learn? It's always these last three secrets that are the big ones. These are always the hard ones. Let's look at the map and see if there's anything that, like the map kind of... So map-wise, we have the dread waste, which is now a current. I haven't decided if I like this like auto filling of locations. So these are the temple doors of Shun, two hands on hourglasses. And we have a hallway. So those are the temple doors, the hallway of Shun and the altar of Shun is down here to the south. We've decided. I think it's a hallway of Shun and Kytheros. Clockwork guardians, the altar of Shun and an artifact. And the artifact. Let's 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 roll up ourselves a bit of, a bit of treasure. What object would be lying upon the? I like giving away the level ten plus treasures. Twenty nine. Suit of blue plate mail with a crashing wave motif. We could. This would be like a five experience thing. But I think that this armor. So it'd be like armor forged in in homage to the relationship between Shun the vile. And Kytheros, so it could be like clockwork gears, with clockwork gears, and what would represent f- and black flames. Good enough. I think that 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 works. A to the crypt of the old ones. I presume. Yeah. So let's see. Ah, we have these. We have these temples back here. So we could have like specters, specters of the priests. And priestesses of Shun and Kytheros, that's good. Then the drop. So where is our our main guy? Is probably all the way back over here. The ruined shrine of Shun of yeah. So what if instead this was uh, the hallway of Kytheros? So there's two temples and there's a ruined shrine of Shun the vile here. And maybe it was here. Maybe there's an old cut. The fetid caves. Old cut done with Morgan's dagger and some oozes that she had experimented with the dagger here before she had opened up the pole to Muggleblub, somewhere else. And the altar of Shun and Kytheris. Then the walkway between worlds. And then I think in here is where a rift was opened up, but this one has manifested into the realm of, um, the realm of Marrow, right? And here stands, what's his name? Barbaraga. And trolls. So he's a big troll. And I kind of think like there's no reason that that he can't be like twisted. And because he's level five. That's not terribly hard. But he regenerates. He looks hard enough. I like that picture a lot. I think he's been like twisted by the wound in the world and they have to defeat him. But when they do, he will regenerate and then not, and then be better. So they still have to fight him. They still have to fight him, but when they defeat him, they can save him because he's a troll. That makes sense. Barbarog has been twisted by the hole into the world of Marrow, but can be saved if defeated and then regenerated. That's a good one morgan's mother operated out of the shrine to shun the vial she used the dagger to pierce into the uh, into other worlds experimenting with it one of Morgan's piercing world wounds opened metastasized i can't spell that wow twisted around into a wound into a, bar- a border between this world and Marrow. And it must be closed. Seems good enough. Pile of secrets and clues, bunch of scenes. I'll roll for some treasure too as they go to these other areas. Don't have to worry about much of this stuff. All of this I can do in the in the game itself. And I think we are all set. I've got my notes together. I feel, I feel like I've got enough to go for a fun Shadow Dark game. So... We will call it there. So friends, I'm going to thank all of you for hanging out with me today while I prepared for my Shadow Dark game. If you enjoyed this show and you want more stuff like this, the best way to find all of the stuff that I do is to subscribe to the Sly Flourish newsletter. It is absolutely free to sign up. You get a free adventure generator PDF for signing up and you get a weekly RPG-related email that includes links to all of the other work that I do in all of the other places plus an article that talks about a particular topic in the, in the world of role-playing games. You can also pick up any of my books at the Sly Flourish bookstore including Forge of Foes. Return of the Lazy Dungeon Master Lazy M's Companion and Workbook any of my fantastic books and a bunch of new merch coffee cups calendars t-shirts all kinds of cool stuff that you can pick up on the Sly Flourish bookstore the link to that is in the show notes and finally you can support me on Patreon I talked and showed off some stuff about Patreon today Patreon's a great way to get access to a whole bunch of tools to help you run your games it's a fantastic deal thank you all very much have a great day and get out there and play a role playing game